white, standardly American men on TV, right? So a lot of us as women, we have unconscious programming of now, you know? And so it's a real override of like, no, my voice is important. I have shit to say. It counts. People care. And this will have an impact in networking, also in your businesses, also in your social media, also in. So it, it just gets to be such a beautiful place of personal development. But Tam, I'm aware of the time and I'm just going to open the questions that we yeah. go through. Um, should we do it in you do one, I do one, you do one, I do one? Yes, I think it should work like that. Let's see. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay. What's the doc? Oh, here it is. Okay. So Tam, for you, oh, that would that would not be a question for you. I'll do the first one. <laughs> yeah. I think the first few maybe for you, and then there's some more like kind of for both of us at the bottom. Okay, amazing. So wait, just Adrian said, I need to practice introducing myself to others more in business. Yeah. I want you guys to practice your elevator pitch. And you know, I I I and, and it's like Tam says, it's holding authority. It's like owning, owning, like, like I'm fucking shit hot, you know? So what would be really fun for some of you, you beautiful humans here is that you guys have buddies here. Like get on a Zoom and practice your elevator pitch and, you know, give each other feedback and refine and, and have fun with it because it's going to really help you. And you, like I said, like Tamson said, I met a client with my tits out, you know? So you never know when you're going to meet people, but it's like, can you hold the conversation when you do? So the question here is, when did you hire your first employee? So Tam is my first employee. I hired and I hired before I would recommend people to hire necessarily. So I'd been in business for a little bit prior to meeting Tamsin. I'd been doing circles and all of these things. And what you guys need to know about me is that when I started the school of IH, I had 100K in savings, okay? Before I even started the School of IH, I had 100K in savings because I'd been doing for the previous years, um, a year and a bit, I'd been doing the money work. I was part of an alternative economic system and I, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so I, I, had, I had a cushion, okay? So for me taking Tamsin on, right, even though the business wasn't generating much, at the start, our first launch was 30K that was paid over a period of like four months, which actually at the time felt like a hell of a lot of money. Um, I also had a safety net, which is why I hired Tamsin. If you're starting from scratch, okay, the only reason that you want to hire is because that person's going to make you money. Okay, because if not, you're paying for someone and that might be an extra stress and extra burden. And even though I had Tamsin at the beginning, guys, and I know how to do pretty much everything in the business. I really do. And there is nothing wrong with that because I understand what everyone in the business has to do. And I've got an overview. And actually, I believe as a CEO, it's my role to hold the vision to know. Um, so I brought Tamsin on. Okay, well, maybe let's describe it like this, about a year and a half after getting into business and when we actually had something concrete, okay? when we actually had something concrete. You could hire maybe one person, and Sharon will talk about this, before your first six figures. Maybe you could hire one person. Tam, how much did I pay you to start with? 300 euros a month? It was nothing. You were doing yeah. it. What was it? I I think, like, my first task was to check the PDFs. Right. In, in the, what were they even for? 
for the first round, right? Iteration of the of the School of IH book. Yeah, exactly. So I was working um, as an English teacher at the beginning and um, I literally had maybe one or two hours with you for the first month and you were, well, you know, I'll pay you something at the end of the month. Let's see how it goes. And yeah. you go 200 euros and I was like, wow. <laughs> and, and also, okay, note this guys, note this, because some people we hire and we want to be the nice boss and then we don't have these boundaries and expectations in. I didn't pay Tam until she had a trial run. Okay. I was like, I actually want to see that you're committed and you get things done right before I even pay you. She had two weeks unpaid. I think it was not, but that's always it one week. No, it was two weeks, two weeks unpaid. And then you paid me for like a month after that, if that makes sense. Okay. There you go. That's, that's the thing. I might have in that two weeks now. (laughs) Shut up. You're like, uh, it's actually 10K per hour. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Um, the question here is when to hire and when to outsource. Who did you hire first and why? So that's, I think I've answered that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, what I, here's how I want you guys to think about it, okay? For example, if this is, this is, what, this is the most practical answer that I can give to that. I don't cook. Okay, because let's say a meal out costs me 25 euros ordered. Well, actually, now I'm in a relationship where Craig cooks because I pay the majority of rent and life. Okay, but prior to Craig cooking in that agreement, I had a chef and I pay the chef about a thousand two hundred a month. And the reason that I paid the chef a thousand two hundred a month is because it was saving me shopping and cooking which was maybe two to three hours a day. I'm slow. I'm not a great cook. And in two to three hours, every single day of a week, five, so say two hours, five days a week is 10 hours. So it's about 40 hours. I know that me working for 40 hours additional in a month and still having my rest and relaxation, because for me, rest and relaxation has a high ROI. I knew that I would make more than a grand. Do you see what I mean? So when you think about hiring, ask yourself, like, is me having time and not doing that thing going to have a higher ROI than what I've paid that person? Okay, never looked at it that way. Yes, because sometimes we spread our things ourselves so thin and we don't think about the impact of being burnt out. We don't think about the impact of, you know, working every single hour of the day. Right. And that has a big impact on the business generating cash as well. So I want you guys to to really think about it that way. Um, When you're beginning, if there isn't a big surplus of cash to invest in hires, um, Tamsin was also doing another job. So I didn't pick someone that needed the school to survive from. Right. Tamsin is now full time, but she wasn't for a really long time. Okay, so that means that worked well for both of us. So you want to look for win win situations. Okay. Which tasks do you delegate and how does it work in practice? Okay, so Tamsin, my relationship with Tamsin is different to everyone else in the business, okay? Tamsin and I pretty much are married. (laughs) Like that's the only way that I can express it. Tam is the person that I speak to most in my life, okay? 
because Tamsin and I have a, commit, a, a commitment to the business and the mission above anything else. Obviously, there's rest, relaxation, personal time, sex, partners, you know, all of that. But um, I just thought of something funny that I can't say in Tamsin. I'm going to look at you because you're going to know what I'm thinking, don't you? You know what I'm thinking, don't you? You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. It's way too inappropriate. Um, so... Tamsin does an, anything that I ask her to. That's basically like because because Tamsin has an undefined role. She's my right hand woman. But there are things and conversations about: Are you at capacity? Can you handle this? Uh, what's the time frame? What's the time frame that you can do this in? Um, so with Tamsin, it works that way. Tamsin and I have a WhatsApp chat. The agreement is that we're pretty much in consistent communication. Weekends are off for Tamsin. Evenings are off. Tam does Pilates in the morning three to four times a day. Are you doing four times a day Pilates now? Four times a week. Yeah, three to four times a week. So yeah, four times a week on a day. Can you imagine? Four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> so these are Tam's time boundaries. And Tam will communicate, for example, if she has an event or she now does psychedelic breath on Thursdays. Um, so that's actually important for me to know. I have to know that. You have to have a well-developed line of communication with your right-hand person. What does Tam do? Tam does networking, client support, client calls, general admin things. Um, what else do you do, Tamsin? Um, invoices talking to lawyers if necessary, talking to accountants if necessary, um, but mainly being available for Hannah and what she needs. Because we move so quickly, my days look very different. I have my set things like I do, like I, I do like setting up events, calendars, um, support, answering any questions in the Facebook page or my DMs or my WhatsApp. So a lot of my time is taken up with that. But then obviously Hannah and I have a very tight communication. And if something needs to be done in that moment that is out of my job description, because there isn't really one, because it's like whatever, whatever goes, goes, then I'm there kind of on hand within my working hours for her. My working hours are flexible, like Hannah said before, like, Usually I don't start work until half 11, 12, because I get up, I do my daily practices, I go to my Pilates, and then I'm online available for Hannah. So we start talking around 11 o'clock. So I probably start around then. Sometimes I don't have Pilates in the morning and I'll start at nine o'clock, but I'll be in my bed, but I'm still working. And then but maybe that's because I'm doing something in the evening and I want to finish at four or five instead of working seven, half seven. So it really depends on the day. But I am flexible because the business is very flexible. And I think the reason that Tamsin and I work, because Tamsin and I are very unusual in the fact that I don't think we've ever had many problems, if anything, really. Obsessed. No. And I think in the couple of times that something happened or, or something's come up, for one of us, we're like, babe, can you chat? Yeah. We, we say it, it's, it's immediately sorted out and it's cleared. It's done. We don't, 
like harbor it or anything like that but it's it's happened like twice maybe and neither of us this so these are big things for you guys to think about if you do hire neither Tamsin and I harbor resentment neither of us keep stuff to ourselves. neither of us don't communicate something the reason that Tamsin and I's relationship works because it is actually a long-term very tight-knit relationship is because we have a lot of love and connection for each other okay so I think that's really important um but we're very honest and we over communicate if anything and we both like for example if Tamsin tells me there's Pilates I care about that right or if I told Tamsin she would care about that and so we're both very solution focused and we're both, because if something did come up, our highest priority would be to solve it together because we care about each other and the relationship. And so that's what makes, uh, I think, us so tight knit. And it's for me, it's an edge for Tam to be like pretty much whatever Hannah wants, I do. There is reason to that. I wouldn't tell Tamsin to jump off a cliff. That would be actually, God, when I'm like, Tamsin, what do you want to oh, do? Can we? Can we? No, I knew you were going to say that. I should not have said that. We have to go swing from trees because that's how Tamsin wants us to bond. <laughs> so she says random things, we should go home already. We should go swing. But 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 we try to make business fun because we we're both very dedicated. So that's important. But something that you guys have to understand is that Tamsin believes in the business. Tamsin does all of the classes because she wants to. Um, Tamsin and I in energy are very similar. Okay. Even though we have differences, okay, in the fact that Tamsin does a lot more sport than me. I'm a projector, she's a generator. Um, we both, even though Tamsin think this, have a very fast mental pace, right? We can both hold and spin a lot of plates at the same time, right? So naturally and very organically, our rhythm is similar. And these are the kind of things that you have to look for because, for example, if Tamsin couldn't keep up my rhythm, it wouldn't be that she's bad. It just means that it wouldn't be a good fit because I think we have a, a very good dance where we feel that we just work well together, right? Absolutely. We just get it. We just get it. Okay? Yeah. So I think that's, that's a really big thing. Um, but if you are a CEO, like you need to, this was a big thing for me. It's like, I didn't want to call myself a boss for a long time. And I refused to call Tam an employee for about a year and a half because it felt really icky to me. But there's a part of leadership, hi, Kareem, darling, where I had to own, we're probably going to go five minutes over, where I had to own um, that I am a boss and that if shit needs to get done, I need to ask for it and I need to get over all of these things. And like what I say to you, I'm acutely aware of where is the highest priority for me to put my time. If, for example, I've got to book a holiday or book a flight, Tam might do that or book a dinner reservation. I'm going to send that to Tam because my time is more valuable elsewhere, maybe even client care, one-to-one -one calls. So really knowing what's the best use of your time is a precursor to knowing how to hire effectively, right? And you want to start thinking of it that way. Um, do you work from one place or several? None of our team, we don't have an office. Everyone works where they want to fucking work. Tamsin and I work naked in the bath together. Tamsin sometimes <laughs> works in Marbella. Like I work in Ibiza. The culture in my business, and I'll speak to this, is like freedom. As long as shit gets done, I don't care if you're working underwater. I don't care if you took a flight to space. I don't care if you're dressed. I don't care if you've got makeup on. Like I just care that if you tell me you're going to do something, it gets done. 
I don't think, do you have anything else to say on that, Tam? No. Absolutely. We can go wherever we want, do whatever we want. And exactly as long as the stuff gets done, that's the most important. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's, it's really important. Hence why I've been able to travel so much this year. And I know Tamsin's got a wedding and she's going to just, you know, this longer time that she spends in England, she's just, that's, that's the way that we approach it. Okay. This is a really important question because we didn't do this. Okay. And this is the difference between having a hobby and having a business. So we have a meeting group meeting. That means everyone on the team on Mondays, every single person on the team has to be on that Monday call. The team is core team, me, Tamsin, Sharon, who's the OBM, you're going to meet her. Sharon's role is back end stuff, payment links, emails, all of that. Okay. Then we've got Steph and Steph is the Facebook and event group manager. She'll do some social media management as well. That's it. The 14, the, the core team in the school of IH, right, is four people, including myself. Anyone else is doing like random projects, right? And they're paid for random projects, okay? But everyone, and this is an expectation, has to be on that Monday meeting because we plan the week, we plan the month, we plan the trimester, we do calendars, schedules, we set expectations, we set plans, like, and we didn't used to do this, and that can lead to chaos within the team. So this is really important. On top of that, Tam and I probably speak on the phone four days out of five of the weekdays, right, Tam? Yeah, easily. Easily, if not more. Yeah, I'd say. Because the communication is so important and the, and the clear communication, like you said before. We have to know, we have to sometimes thrash things out, go, should we do this? Should we do this? And you have to think as well, um, you might have a team member that might be like, I, I'm that's a boundary for me. And just because you've got a team member that says that there's a boundary for you, you have to think about how do I wanna run my business, right? And because it's a boundary for someone else, doesn't mean that you need to hire that person and respect the boundary. But what you can't do is hire that person and not respect the boundary. Do you know what I mean? So let's say Tam said to me, I have a boundary around this, then I would think about, are you the right person to work in the team? I wouldn't hire her and then push her to do something that's out of alignment for her. So this is, this is really important. There has to be a value match with hiring, okay? So for me, with Tamsin, the way that both Tamsin and I work is through speaking, we hash things out. So we'll write emails together. We'll deal with client things that we have to deal with together. We'll do schedules together. Um, and it's super cash. Tam will be on the video call. We'll probably both have our tits out. Tam will sporadically get naked. I'll eat some lasagna. Like, but, uh, all the things. <laughs> all the things. But that's how we. that's how we have chosen to work. So don't think that that element you need to bring but game coming to this point of like you really have to hire someone right that is happy to work how you expect them to work because if Tamsin harbored resentment around being on the phone with me right I would have a problem because her work would drop because she's resenting me right um, quality would drop like it, it just it fucks shit up I don't need to go into all of the ways that it will so really important to think about what unique features have you added to your business in terms of motivation spirit and vibration high uh, my expectation for my core team member is they study the work 
So Tamsin does what all of you do in the school, probably more than all of you. Tamsin is probably, well, I was my first client, Tamsin was my second client. Mm. You know, is there anything that you want to say on that, Tam? No, but it's, uh, well, it's important for your right-hand woman or your, or you know, your, your closest team member, especially to know the material. I couldn't make mini prescriptions for our clients or our students if I don't know what I'm talking about or I haven't experienced a live. So it's important for me. I may not always be on the lives, but I'll make sure that I catch up while I'm walking the dog or cooking or whatever it is, because I need to know what Hannah is talking and teaching about in that moment. So I can go, ah, okay, then I can put, I can give this to Adriana. I can give this to Jess. Yeah. So it's really important that I know the material inside out. Yeah. And as a CEO, like even when we've gone through harder times in the school, it's my job to hold the faith and trust. Like it just is. So even if I'm having a shit show inside and I'm scared, I might tell Tam briefly, but I'm not going to fucking go into the, my full level of fear. Right. I'm, I'm just not because it's 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 just not good. You've you've got if you don't believe in what you're doing, how the fuck is your team going to believe, right? Like there is literally, like there's no way. Is Tam paid hourly or salary? No, Tam is paid monthly and there is a, a set salary. Um, and no, for Tam and I's relationship, the school is Tam's primary job. She does psychedelic breath and she does whatever. She has a set amount of hours that she has to do in a day Okay, I don't care if she does it from nine to two or from midnight to three in the morning. Like that's just I don't micromanage Tam because I trust Tam as much as I trust myself. Okay, that's the level of trust that I hold with Tam. So I don't micromanage Tam at all. Um, And we do not do it's a set amount of calls like our relationship with my other team members. It does look like that. But. Tam and I's relationship is so much beyond that. It's so much beyond that. It's like, I've got you and you've got me. And it's like, whatever fucking happens, like Tam's moving flat right now. You know, even on a personal level, I'm like, babe, come stay in Ibiza. It's just, I feel the relationship is that, I don't know, I feel like we're beyond that. Tam, do you want to answer that? Way beyond that. I mean, so I get paid with the expectation that I do between six and a half, seven hours a day. Some days I do 10 hours, okay? Because that's what the day looks like. But then other days I do five hours. It doesn't happen very often anymore, but it looks like sometimes like in the earlier days I would do two or three hours. Then sometimes I do four or five hours. And the general kind of, consensus is that the expectation is six and a half to seven hours which I easily fill and for example Tam's got holidays but Mm. she's going to get paid the same it's a salary it's different you know I mean I don't care that she's going to be away um or for example when Tam's mum came she had a day off or maybe if she's had to work a weekend because we've done a certification she might have a couple of days off or if she's sick but I'm not going to be like you didn't work those hours (laughs) 
because it's it's the agreement is that it's it's not even a retainer it's like this is how much you're paid every single month and okay a couple of months ago tam said i would like to be paid this many euros more and we had a conversation i wiggled things around and i said yes so like that's that's our relationship that's not necessarily the relationship that's going to work for everyone okay for example everyone else on the team is paid hourly everyone else on the team right um Corinne, i'm going to end this at, at 10 minutes tam is there any more big questions from this let's have a look i've described the team yeah and we can do a few more at the end during culture anyway we can come back on do you need a team to scale? Do you want to answer that? Shall I answer that? Yes, of course you need a team to scale, I would say, because you can't do everything alone. We in the team between Hannah and I used to do everything ourselves, everything for, I don't know, for maybe the first year and a half. Hannah, do you think? We had our first quarter million launch, just us two. <gasps> that's mad isn't it okay so but things were sloppy so payments um we just we didn't know we didn't know how to do it I think some people hire too early because you think that you have to hire I think that you want to make sure that your income is regular before you make big hires um just just so you don't create stress I think that you can easily scale to a million with three, four people on a team and contractors. And once you've got a million dollar framework, it's just repeating the same and getting better at it. So I think some people overhire. I mean, this is always my approach. <laughs> I'm like, stop adding superfluous shit that does not matter. Okay. And I think people get lost in, I need to do this thing because I saw someone else doing it on social media and actually you just need to get your basics down and really really good like you need to learn how to sell right everyone in your team needs to learn how to sell um you need to get strategies automated you need to get basics with admin um I think for us it was like we don't know how to do this yes. so let's get someone to do it for example payment links it probably take me like I don't know 15 minutes to do a payment link because I'd have to watch 10 YouTube's. YouTube videos. So it was like, I remember when we were doing our first hires, Hannah, and you were like, Tams, what don't you like doing? What is hard for you? What is an effort? And I said, X, Y, and Z. She's like, okay, we will get someone to do that. So, so then I can work on my area of expertise. Hannah isn't doing back admin things that Sharon does things that I do because she's working in her area of genius which is creating the product creating beautiful courses for you guys you know I'm paid to think and speak <laughs> I want you guys to really see that I'm paid to think and speak like the most valuable thing that I can do in the school is think because I do all of the strategy. We do not outsource strategy. I do all strategy, all mechanics. I do all leadership, right? And so what's really important when you hire is that you know everyone's zone of genius. Like I'm a nerd. Thinking 
and not doing anything else is like, it's fucking second nature for me. Obviously I'm grown in this. Tam is a people person. So she's put with the people. Sharon is our person that just knows how to fix shit that we don't understand. And that sounds like a really strange role to give someone, but like whether it's copywriter or whether it's this or what, like she knows the answer to, to all of the things. <laughs> and yeah. we hired her because all of her accounts that she works for, she's Brendan Ken's, Kane's OBM, right? So let's close with this. I hired Tamsin for personal preference because of character traits, because of value alignment, okay? Because I knew Tamsin was going to be my person that's in the boat with me, right? And like, and, and that, and Tamsin and I are like this, okay? Sharon was hired for skill set. She was already running several multi, 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 multi seven figure businesses. So she had the skill sets to run at that level, okay? So for me, choosing an OBM that use like that is used to running at that level, it's a quantum leap because they know how to fix those level problems. Whereas, that, so that's hiring smart. My advice is you pick one person, okay? Personally, emotionally, that is your ride and die. Everyone else is hired for skills. So for example, Steph knows loads about Facebook campaigns of which we didn't. I then bought Facebook campaign courses and paid Steph to do courses to train because I didn't have the time to train myself, okay? So you have to think smart when you're running a business and you need to see the long-term vision and the long-term mission and make sensible choices. Um, same with my other hires, people that do podcasts. Like I'm not gonna learn how to put a podcast up because it's not getting me paid. It's gonna take someone very little time that actually knows. So then I hire for skill set. yeah? And Tam has been the only person that I've trained. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. So we can come back to these, but I, I don't want Corinne to start too late. So Corinne's going to come on. Corinne did our branding and she's going to speak to you guys about the importance of branding. I've got a feeling that it's going to be quite funny um, seeing 